Open the door and step inside to a world of practical magic, where we blend the mystical and mundane worlds of the everyday witch. Presented by Wise Woman Witchery and hosted by Emily Morrison and Veronica Wade-Lewis. Hello, everybody. Emily here from The Witch Next Door and Wise Woman Witchery. I just wanted to hop on here before this week's podcast officially begins to give you a little heads up about the sound quality. I want to apologize in advance. This was recorded with my mother. We've been on a road trip for the last few days, and it was recorded in an Airbnb with really high ceilings and a super funky mic. And basically the sound quality is not what I would like it to be. So I want to warn you in advance (laughs) to be prepared. Um, But I have re-listened to it and I think most of it is uh, pretty audible and it's interesting. So I I would encourage you to take the time to tune in, check it out uh, and listen in and just be pre-warned. It's definitely not high quality (laughs) as far as audio goes, but I appreciate you taking the time to listen anyway. All right, enjoy. Hello, and welcome to The Witch Next Door. I'm Emily, and this week, instead of Veronica joining me, I'm here with my mom. Hello. (laughs) She and I are actually doing a road trip for the last few days. We're kind of adventuring about trying to get a little change of scenery during this wild time and uh, checking out some old domain and some new domain. And so we've been spending an awful lot of time together (laughs) (laughs) and and getting an opportunity to chat. So I thought it would be kind of fun if she would join me on the podcast this week and we could just talk a little bit about witchery and magic and you guys could hear from her, I guess, what it's like to have a daughter who's a witch. Right, Mom? That's right. Yeah. So uh, let's start here. Mom, what? Tell me about what you thought witches were, or think, or you still think what witches are. But what was your original concept? My original concept probably came from the Wizard of Oz, because as a little kid at Thanksgiving, we all gathered around the black and white TV and watched the Wizard of Oz. And there was a witch. There were two witches. And I think from that early experience, I saw there could be good witches and bad witches. Um, so I really didn't have a strong opinion one way or the other. But did you think they were real? I honestly <laughs> don't remember. <laughs> well, okay, but I know that you had a neighbor that you thought was a witch. Oh, yes. Yeah, we did. And kids in the neighborhood, we all got together. And this kid's dude, there's that lady on the corner, and she has a house that's very dark, and she has a well in her backyard, and she has a black cat. And we decided that she was a witch. And I don't know who started that, but it sort of carried on and we became a little nervous and frightened around that house. And I think at um, Halloween, when it was time to go trick-or-treating, um, we dared people to go on that porch for trick-or-treating. And I don't think her light was even on, so that made it even scarier. Did she give up candy? I don't think so. Oh. Yeah. Wow. I feel sad because she was probably lonely. Probably, mm-hmm. but as a kid, you don't know that. No, I didn't know that. We, we always get scared of things we don't know. That's true. Yeah. So then as you got older, did you know about witchcraft and 
people treating that as a religion, or did you have a viewpoint no. about that? No, I have no viewpoint. I knew about the Salem supposed witches, but in my house, my folks are pretty open-minded and not judgmental. Um, so, you know, I just accepted things. I didn't judge one way or the other. So it wasn't a big deal. Were you brought up with religion? I went to the Methodist church. Um, however, as I was sitting in church and trying to get the most I could out of the sermon and applied into my daily life, I realized, you know, this doesn't make a whole lot of sense. <laughs> <laughs> and even at this age, I feel a little guilty saying that because I think religion sort of got under my skin and the guilt part's still there. But um, yeah, that was the religion I, the religious upbringing I had. And to do unto others as you would have them do unto you. I think that was the biggest message that I got. But that's like real. That wasn't the part that you were like, this doesn't make sense. No, no. I just couldn't figure out how somebody could be born the son of God and then somebody crucified him and he died for our sins. But I didn't know I sinned. Well, you know, I mean, it just wasn't logical to my brain at that time. And I'm sad to say it still isn't. Um, Why are you sad to say that? Because I have that, I think, oh, I, I am guilty. <laughs> isn't that odd? But it's carried through I because know, it's like, ingrained. I know. I yeah. think things that we learn as children often do get ingrained mm -hmm. and uh, are difficult to mm -hmm. move away from. Right. In fact, at school one day, I worked in a school, um, I, we were, I was having lunch and one of the fellows said, are you a Christian? And I thought, oh my gosh, how do I answer that? What do you consider yourself? I consider myself a person of the universe. Um, so I do not label my spirituality is the universe. The universe. Yeah. Yeah. did because I felt it was important <laughs> <laughs> and yes was it a good experience for you well I had crushes on the boys on Sunday yeah so it was totally a good experience for me <laughs> um yeah and I mean when I was like nine I remember really like I had a pretty intense relationship with God I wrote to him all the time in my diary yeah um and that was when we were going to church yeah but it didn't last that long no no and then I got past it and, and went a different path. But but the other thing that I want to point out is that even as adults, young adults, late teens and into early adulthood, you would want us to go to church on holidays. Yeah, and I think it was basically because that was how I was raised. That was the culture I was raised in. And it's, once again, it's the culture. And the culture's changed an awful lot. It has? Yeah. So I want you to talk about hymns for a minute oh no <laughs> yeah, no i do because Him. i think because hymns because i know that when we go to church when we went we haven't been in church for a long time mm -hmm. so let me just say that mm -hmm. but when we would go to church <clears throat> it would be um really emotional 
it would. And it became emotional when I was singing hymns. And I would have to stop singing because I would start sobbing. Why that was, I think it touched me deep inside because we're all part of something. We don't know what. And as my mother used to say, if we were supposed to know, we'd know. Yes. Yeah. Um, but it's, and it happens. And it happens a lot when I'm singing. And for some reason, singing brings it out. Do you think it has something to do with the fact that you're singing in a group like that and there is a devotional practice behind it? Whether whether you have the same devotion as the other people who are singing, everybody has some type of devotion they're bringing to it. I think it's an energy that you feel. And, um, but on the other hand, sometimes I can be at home and a song will come on the radio and I'll start singing and I'll start crying. So it comes from a deep place, but it is also fed by other people. Right. Well, and I, the reason that I think this is important is because I think it's about energy and I think it's about raising energy. Mm -hmm. This is the way that it makes sense in my brain. Because when I do ritual or when I am in a group and we have an intention and we're working to raise energy around that, we often use songs to do that. Yes. And I often use songs just to change my outlook, change the way I, I mean, it is, music is a powerful source of energy shifting. It is. And to me, that's magic. Uh-huh. What would you call it? That's a good word for it. Um, I don't know that I've ever labeled it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't think I have labeled it, but I know that it exists and I know it's there and we can draw on it. Right. Mm -hmm. So uh, when I asked my mom earlier today, hey mom, what do you think magic is? <laughs> Tell everyone what you said, mom. <laughs> it's fake. <laughs> <laughs> she really legitimately said that actually. <laughs> Because I was equating magic with magic tricks. Mm -hmm. And um, there's always some trick behind those magic tricks. Right, which led us to this whole discussion about me saying, well, I think magic is, for to me, when I think of magic, I think about it's the ability to change your consciousness at will. It's the ability to tap into those energetic sources like, like music or like nature in its various many forms or different elements and to be able to feel that connection to source through those things and to manipulate it's not the right word but i think work with those energies um to you didn't ask for and i oh, think there you go yeah. she's going to finish my sentence for I me yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no to ask for it mm -hmm. and i think um, that's what some people do with prayer. They mm -hmm. ask for it. Uh, if you have a problem, you say, please help me. Whether it's God or the universe or whatever you choose to call it. Yeah. Well, and that's, that's what, you know, if I'm going to cast a spell, that's essentially what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Right? I'm, I'm bringing together different energies mm -hmm. to ask for help or to shift a situation or shift the energy of uh, you know, situation mm -hmm. or I can't think of a better word right now. Uh, folks, I'm real tired. We've, <laughs> we've, oh we've boy. Driven. We've been in the car so much. Yesterday we drove 14 hours straight and today. Were we in the car from like 10 this morning until okay. 5? Mm -hmm. um, with just a few little get out, walk around moments, uh, just cruising around, checking stuff out. So 
uh, you can probably hear in my voice I'm a little croaky and and we're, we're well, actually making sense. I, <laughs> I feel proud of us for our sense making right now. Yeah. yeah. Um, but what what I wanted to do really was to bring my mom on to talk about the fact that even though we don't necessarily call it the same thing, I think we subscribe to a lot of the same beliefs. Mm-hmm. And in that sometimes, because I know I, I've talked to other women out there who uh, who follow kind of a witchery path, and w- the word witch has gotten a real bad rap. And I know Veronica and I have talked about this on past podcasts, but sometimes families don't get it or they have a negative connotation with it and i think sometimes it can be helpful to break down what it is you're actually talking about right yeah i agree yeah, I agree. yeah. and uh, i think each generation is comfortable with, with different words you know, labeling yeah. this um, yeah so when you found out i was getting into like witchcraft what did you think I thought, oh, that's a family. <laughs> <laughs> Emily is a free spirit. <laughs> and that is what she's chosen. And that's fine. And that's close to home. I mean, we all have to make our own decisions. We all have to feel comfortable in our skin, in our world. Um, You're so that. matter of fact. Well, yeah. Why not? Uh, well, <laughs> but what, is that bad? No, it's not. Oh. I mean, it's great. I think, oh. I think there's a lot of people who would love to have somebody who's an elder in their life say that. Mm. You know, like, well, just have to follow your own path. Oh, we like, yeah. do, do your thing. Right. Just don't become a thief or anything. Right. Well, do not yeah. right? with other people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you, you know, you choose your own path. And you have to be strong enough to be able to do that. And you have to have the support to be able to do that a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. So um, one of the other things that stands out to me on my own path is that my mom has always really supported me for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have. I, I've tried to. Yes. And in turn, I've tried to be supportive of her as well, especially as I've gotten older. <laughs> well, yeah. so I'm thinking about um, several years back, you had to have a heart procedure mm-hmm. and you came to my women's circle. Oh, yeah. That was even touch they just raised their hands above it and I could feel the energy it was just amazing and what I was looking for really was strength because I'd had this before and it was not a good experience I was very frightened and um, usually I can talk to whatever the powers that be and say give me strength but for some reason this one really scared me to death so it was very helpful very beneficial and um, the energy that arose during that um, gave me a better outlook. Well, and I don't know if you remember what, because I remember talking to you afterwards and you said it, it was such a good reminder about how we're all connected. Yes, yes. And I know for me, at the heart of my own spiritual practice, that's really, it's about the energy that flows through every single thing and how all of that creates this web that connects us all. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, that's, to me, that's playing with, not playing with, but tapping into and working with those energies is that magical piece, right? And probably getting a little repetitive here, folks. So um, sorry about that. But 
But I, I think my point is just that, um, again, kind of looping back to that idea that we can believe the same thing in different language, we can experience the same thing and have it, 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 it be able to articulate it in different language. Right. And yet it's all the same energy that we're tapping into if we're open to it. Mm -hmm. It also makes, it makes me think about like when we, well, I have been to Europe and to the UK and there's these cathedrals there, right? That are ancient, I mean, so old. And so many people have come and worshiped in those cathedrals. And there is a very palpable energy there when you walk in where you can feel the people who have come with their beliefs and their prayers and, and all of that energy. And it's deeply moving. Um, and I am not Christian and I don't subscribe to, um, to any of those beliefs necessarily around you know that story the story that is told but um but what i do believe in is the connection that we create with our prayer mm -hmm. um regardless of the origins of that yes i agree with that and i know you and i went to the uk together mom you did and uh, you could feel it in many places yeah yeah and i've heard other people talk about that in other areas um, my folks went to Gettysburg, mm. and I guess there's a bridge that you can cross there. And my mom said, we both felt it. It was so strong, and whatever that was, um, maybe, in fact, I'm getting goosebumps now as I'm talking about it, which is very odd because I've never been there. But, um, yeah, there is this energy out there. Um, so my grandma who I, I've probably mentioned things about her before because she is a pretty important person in my life and she's my mom's mom. And my grandma was a moon lover. She loved looking at the moon and watching the moon and it was a connection we had. Um, and she used to say that nature was her church. She said, I just can't go sit in the church. I need, I need to be out in nature. <laughs> or hug a tree. Or hug a tree, yeah. Love, it's a, she loved to touch trees. So much. And, and she knew all the trees. Yeah, and she had energy yeah yeah so um so my grandma was a witch <laughs> don't label her she's she's looking down and she's saying she's rolling her she's all i don't know about you emily <laughs> yeah, that's what she's doing. i know um but i think it's something that has been passed down that appreciation and awareness and ability to tune in i guess yes uh -huh. to feel the energy and mm -hmm. to be open i think you need to be Yes, totally. So I think that might be all I have to say today about this. Okay. Now I think we're very tired. <laughs> so maybe we should get some sleep so we can head out again tomorrow. Yes. So thanks, everybody, for tuning in and uh, and meeting my mom. Thanks, Mom. You're welcome. <laughs> and, uh, you know, go talk to your mom about this. <laughs> But I think my, my big takeaway that I would love everybody to take away from today is that sometimes we believe really similar things and we have really similar experiences. We just have different words for them. And the things that we believe don't always have to divide us. Sometimes we can find the pieces that bridge that gap. That's, yes, that's the moral of this story. Of this story, it is. Yeah. yeah. Be open to it. Yes. 
All right, everyone, take good care, and I will talk to you again next week when I will be back with Veronica. Thanks for tuning in to The Witch Next Door. You can help others find us by subscribing to and rating this podcast. If you're interested in supporting this work, you can do so through the Anchor Support link in our description. And if you're ready to dive a little deeper, hop on over to wisewomanwitchery.com and check out the Wise Woman Witchery Diving Deeper monthly membership group. The details and sign-up link are available there. And remember, you are magic. Embrace it. Thank you for joining us on The Witch Next Door. Join us next week as we explore more ways to make every day more magical. Can't wait? Visit wisewomanwitchery.com or follow Wise Woman Witchery on Facebook and Instagram to stay up to date on all current offerings and be a part of the tribe. All episodes are created by Emily Morrison and Veronica Wade-Lewis. Music written and performed by Jean Cornelius.